It's now um, uh, Tuesday at 11-ish, and you're watching the live stream of the Tattoo Weekly, and we uh, yeah, we live stream every week. So uh, this is the, the part in the beginning where we're making sure that everything's working. So if you're tuning in uh, on YouTube or Facebook, then let us know that it's working for you in the comments. And uh, tag a friend that might be interested in tattoos. Uh, so I'm going to officially start... Uh, uh, welcome to Guy Aitchison's Reinventing the Tattoo Network, where tattooers, apprentices, collectors, and the curious are all encouraged to join into these live streams, to join us at real-world events, uh, ultimately to share, uh, inspire each other, and ultimately create better art and tattoos together. We're beaming out pretty much every day, and uh, with all your help, have actually turned into the, the network of amazing live and on-demand tattoo shows that... Well, I guess that we're all interested in watching. So, in any case, thank you very much. You could find Reinventing the Tattoo in all of these fine places, either of the app stores, that's uh, both uh, Apple Store and the Google uh, Play Store, have apps, just do a search for Reinventing the Tattoo. Uh, YouTube, of course, Reinventing the Tattoo. There's a Reinventing uh, Roku channel. It's got 12 to 15 channels of all of these uh, shows replaying and at any time, 24-7, including uh, the Drunk Critique channel that we will probably take down at some point. But it's fun if you get there now. Anyways, uh, we're also in all of the major podcast directories, Apple, Spotify, anywhere else. Just do a search for Reinventing the Tattoo and you'll find it. Uh, except for the book. The book is out of print. It's like a crazy amount of dough on, uh, on eBay. Um, but you can always go to uh, reinventingthetattoo.com and then join the newsletter. Uh, it's uh, awesome. We won't spam you. But we probably will suggest if you're a tattooer or an apprentice joining or, or grabbing one of the courses... Um, but there's a lot of free programming too. The, the full event schedule with all of the, the weekly programs like this one uh, are right there on the homepage of reinventing.com. There's a little, uh, there's a video. So we've got reinventing 24/7 there. It's, it's just like the Roku channel. You could uh, watch some of the shows. Uh, there are uh, lots of de professional development courses, over 20 world-class tattooers, and uh, ultimately the reinventing the tattoo canon and the evolution uh, classes or the Monday classes, they're all awesome and uh, the reason why we're able to do all of these free shows. Um, okay, I'm going to plug the sponsors real quick. Uh, let's see, we've got worldtattooevents.com, the largest, most comprehensive website for uh, tattoo conventions. Alex is awesome, he's updating it nonstop. Um, Oh boy, I'm, I'm very tired from the from the tattoo gathering. Let's see, we got TattooNow.com, Computer Geek for Tattooers. Uh, ultimately, Guy Aitchison, uh, GuyAitchison.com. He's got some prints, he's got books, and uh, all the right stuff. Um, that's all of the intro I have in me. Whew, tired. How goes it? Uh, Great job, Gabe. Thank you. Oh, I missed the most, one of the most important parts. Uh, we are here uh, with Casey Ball from Wisconsin. He uh, uh, hit me up uh, just before the tattoo gathering and was like, "Hey, wait, I'm I'm hope you were the one that hit me up about the black work artists, right?" No, <laughs> no. Oh, amazing. Okay, you're just an awesome artist that we have uh, on the show. Okay, um, uh, you're involved with reinventing the tattoo. And uh, well, anyways, okay. So we have Casey Ball here, and I've got a lot of his pictures uh, loaded up here in the background. And uh, I'm going to pass the show to Fawn before I make another faux pas. <laughs> Hi, Casey. Thanks for joining us today. How's it going, Paul? Uh, I feel like Gabe and I are both kind of like running on fumes from this weekend. I traveled uh, by van out to Massachusetts and back, and Gabe's just also getting settled in. And, uh, I feel like it's it's the normal chaos after an event that, that we have as we're settling back into life. So like, I guess that's part of the tattoo weekly for a lot of us. Um, what have you been up to for the past few weeks? 
Oh, I've been doing uh, nothing other than tattooing, of course, but uh, painting and making uh, frames, learning like basic woodworking stuff on making my own frames. You know, I'm just kind of tired of going down to Hobby Lobby or, you know, any of the local frame places and finding the same frames like over and over. I'm just kind of trying to do my own thing. Awesome. Yeah. You know, it's funny. The uh, We have the computers, you know, working for us. So it's like, it's relentless. It's like every Tuesday at 11, we have somebody booked. Uh, this is awesome. Now, now, are you part of the the reinventing groups or is that is that how you uh, ended up with uh, on the show? Oh, uh, yeah. Es- essentially. I mean, I'm a longtime follower of reinventing the tattoo, you know, since youthful days and now following it through the, the all the online stuff. Yeah, sweet. And then people could find you in Wisconsin, I believe. Uh, yes, in Williams Bay, right over by Lake Geneva, basically a popular tourist attraction in the southern Wisconsin area. Awesome. And uh, do you own the studio or are you? Uh... Uh, uh, yes, I do. I, I do own the studio. Uh, there's one other artist. Uh, her name is uh, Haley Janice. Um, she's an, a wonderful artist herself. She does a lot of uh, black and gray work. She's also my partner in life. So, Ah, fantastic. That's great. And how long has the uh, studio been open? Uh, five years now. Awesome. Hell yeah. This yeah we love it there. This. Yeah. Yeah. How long this did it take really for you cool to? Uh, there was. It. I said this is really a cool piece. Well, thank yeah. you. I don't think I've seen this one before. It's funny. That's an older piece that I just got to brush over. You know, from like mm-hmm. that's probably a four-year-old piece that I got to put a nowadays look onto. It felt really good to look at an old faded piece and make it pop again and bring it back to life. You to know where it should be. I love working and like reworking on old tattoos of mine because it's like, uh, it's almost like the tattoos you make are time capsules of where you are in your career and all the tricks that you have under your belt. And I think when it's been like four or five or six years and you have the chance to like come in and rework your own work, there's two really cool things that happen. Like you get to like put that polishing layer on and make sure it's going to like stand the test of time. But like, I really love the idea of almost like collaborating with my former self, like taking (laughs) all the things that I was trying to execute at the best of my ability then, and then just like seeing how much I could level it up just in one piece. Yeah, Um, that's a great way to put it. So what did you add to it? Is it easy to talk about or is it, uh, because obviously extra stuff. Yeah, cool. I didn't, not crazy, like mostly textures, um, like all the shapes and everything, or those are the original shapes that I did then. Um, a couple, there's like a, like the pinky toe, little, little baby shape by the pinky toe I added in there. I love that little guy. But the, yeah, that little guy. Um, that one was added, but other than that, a lot of that was just dialing in, you know, depth, new mm-hmm. tricks that I didn't do before, you know, being really confident with like a large curved mag or something. You know. And, uh, did, when you did it the first time, uh, how many sessions? Uh, probably, I think, two real quick, like, yep. sessions. Like, I mean, it's like the top of the guy's foot, and this was, like, one of his first tattoos, which is pretty brutal, I think. Yeah, and the top of it was, was uh, I find the skin is, uh, or I don't find it. I, I As a tattoo client and, uh, sure. and, and knowing people, I find that the top of the, the foot as the skin is kind of, it could be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely one, you know, that I, I think is a is a danger zone for for new people. Like I, di- I didn't expect the guy to sit so well, but you know, a lot of clients end up being rock stars, and he was definitely one of them. 
Nice. I have uh, uh, one of my foot that uh, Nick Baxter did probably uh, maybe 20 years ago now, and it still is in there like wicked solid. And then um, another another artist did my other side, and uh, after two times, he's still like motherfucker. I want to give it a go again. Yeah. And uh, my wife, one of her one of the tops of her foot just peeled off like a fucking decal, and then the artist was like, oh, I'm not gonna let that happen again, you know. And then did it like, and then it fucking peeled off like three quarters of a decal. It was nuts. And uh, hmm. but our other, our other side it has healed fine from from uh, from the other tattoos. But in any event, that's uh, the the top of the foot's uh, you know, and I suppose the top of the hands here. You've got some uh, some crazy skin you know action going on here, huh? Good. Oh yeah, I have... that that guy sits through like anything. He's like he's like one of the artists or one of the uh, clients who, like truly understands like if you want to get like the top of your hands and fingers done, like it, especially the finger zone, like you're gonna probably need to sit for at least three sessions, two sessions, you know. Uh-huh. And how many sessions is this after? Is this after? That is, that is, uh, that the knuckles pass on that one is two, which we're going to oh. be doing a third one here coming up soon. And yeah. the, the way I see it healed actually looks pretty decent, although the edges are, the uh, everything always needs more black. Sure, sure, sure. And the edges are hard, you know, that's the, I mean, that's the spot that's going to come out, right? Yeah. Keep doing it. Keep, eventually it'll stay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How, how long does it take to, uh, for, for clients to do, you know, to, well, I guess you said the, the top of the foot was their first one. And this is, uh, is this fellow a collector or? This fellow is definitely a collector of mine. This is one of those clients who got like, the, the hook was set relatively quick for him. Like we did a forearm piece on him and it ended up turning into two sleeves. I do love the way these hand pieces are executed. I, I mean, my hand comes all the way down to my knuckles. And then one of the things that I love about it, um, like being bio, is like each finger is its own tiny little sleeve. Yeah. And these are the same way. Like each finger on its own is its own element. But when you bring the hand together, they actually still are cohesive. And after, after seeing that on my hand, it's one of those things that I kind of look for in other bio hand pieces. It's like, don't chop it off at the first set of knuckles. Let it kind of come down and let the, the fingers be part of the anatomy of the new piece. And I really love that both of these pieces have been considered like that. But I especially love the right hand because each finger is different along the way. Hell yeah. Thank you. Yeah, the, the mini sleeve thought is definitely... I was thinking about that actually while doing his hand, like looking at it, like, I wonder if, you know, you took not all the way down to the fingernail, but just treat it like it's an upper, upper arm or upper bicep, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did want my hand to come, come all the way down to the fingernails. But once we got to like the second knuckle, I was like, you know, that's far enough. That's okay. <laughs> I'm all right with this. This is a delightful change of pace. Yeah, I, I, I tried to send some diversity in there. That was uh, the a whole inner arm is um, uh, self-made scar cover-ups. So that was definitely okay, different nice. type of skin to work, but it, it was a treat. I'm proud of the fact that it is able to actually heal well on top of all the scarring. Yeah, now that I like really look in there, I can I can see the shadows from some of the scars, but like for such a symmetric radial design, you did a wonderful job camouflaging in there. I like the way that you actually like um like delineated the veins and the leaves to kind of yeah. like contour the scar tissue that was a really thoughtful way to camouflage that yeah that is Very nice. thank That's you it's terrifying <laughs> the day i did that I, I bet. like you know for the client undetectable 
you know that that was yeah that's one of the best uh masking jobs that you can do i mean i mean because those patterns are often you know pretty tricky to you know mask like this like if you didn't tell anybody they wouldn't know oh thanks yeah i tried treating it like just a, a regular uh, cover-up just didn't have to consider you know tones or any kind of values i just had to consider like you know raises of skin but using like little tricks that a guy taught me you know with just using circles you could like see a lot of circle patterns in there just to break up stuff that, that was really convenient for me mm -hmm. i really love talking about cover-up techniques and stuff with guy and how to like manage scar tissue and things like that um yeah we've had some really wonderful discussions on how to like manage scars over multiple sessions um you know there's there's a lot of tricks that we can as tattooers if we see our clients regularly we can like almost minimize the the scars like one session the scar might still be visible and raised but after three or four passes that scar even starts to lay down flat because we've re-traumatized the skin and the skin yeah. has to reheal and the collagen is reactivated and um i i love talking cover-up technique with guy yes yeah, the best so clearly you're uh, down with the color too, huh? Yes, yes. I, I love, uh, I would definitely not confident with large saturation areas for a long time, but now I'm finally feeling up for the job. And so how long did it take for you to, uh, to build up a clientele uh, of what you're, what you're looking to do? I'm presu presumably you're doing what you want to do these days. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say so. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I still do like the the, the walk-in style stuff or like the real mm -hmm. quick little bangers. You know, you got to do that stuff. Um, but awesome. uh, probably I'd say until right now, like all nine years I've been cracking at it now. Like, Sweet. Oh, that's know. awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I appreciate that. Uh, a couple of the, my favorite shop owners, you know, they're, they're booked out, you know, forever. But they'll they'll go in every other Saturday, you know, just to take care of their shop's walk-ins, yeah. you know. And... Uh, now, obviously, uh, you're, you're done with the painting or have a practice of, of painting, too. Uh, care to inform us? Did you go to, like, an art school or were you painting before tattooing? Or how, how, what, what's your relationship uh, between the two mediums? I grew up uh, airbrushing, like, with my uncle. My uncle is a phenomenal air, uh, airbrush artist. His name is uh, Michael Ball. Um, he's done, like, World of Wheel shows with pinstriping, and he's big in, like, automotive stuff. So as a kid, like, I'd walk into his shop and just, like, every, he had, like, every surface was, was painted with little little biomech skulls everywhere and stuff like that so that stuff was always visually and like the idea of painting has been in my family for a while and just growing up in school always painting uh kid who drew and eventually it just you know mixed with like all the you know tv tattoo stuff when i was like in middle school and i've always wanted to be tattooed and it just formed and fused then uh-huh awesome what, what, what were the first shows that you were watching oh man like it, it's crazy like I can remember, like, in, like, the sixth grade seeing, like, Guy on, like, L.A. Inc. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. With, like, his sister, you know, and, like, working on Sandy. Like, uh -huh. the wildest <laughs> thing, you know. And then, like, here it is, you know, 15 years later and same stuff, you know. Yep, it's fun. You know, one of the things I appreciate about the, um, the way that Guy designed the, the evolution curriculum is that uh, every four months it kind of cycles through. And uh, so it's like every every or every four months, or every four months, the the whole crew's like working on. Or they're back to the you know back to the pattern, right? They're, it's you know whatever they're you know they're doing crystals, but you know four months later you could do your crystal a little bit better or your 
you know, your depth a little bit better or whatever. Mm -hmm. These are these are sick though. Thank you. One yeah, of the I really of the like. Weekend, oh, I'm sorry. One, of, I was going to say one of the topics of the weekend was um, finding your style. Um, I was just kind of curious as you like first started tattooing. Uh, most of us are kind of hungry to do anything and everything when we first start. But when when did you kind of start? narrowing things down and kind of like finding your style or your styles oh uh, i think right away like uh, i i always knew um i wanted to like play with biomech stuff i was always trying to like learn the other things too first you know and like i didn't have like a formal apprenticeship like i wish i, I always wish I, I did um i tried like a little bit in my area and, um i got to end up just you know po poking around on the internet and like watching all like the the, you know the vice tattoo age stuff like watching all those videos were really inspirational for me in, in my youth and i just i knew i wanted to work big uh young in my tattooing career um and i don't know i've just been pushing that goal ever since um this is a piece with chris hall uh that dude is the best i, I can't say enough good things about him he's taught me so much stuff oh yeah chris oh yeah yeah that that, that was uh the second collab i've ever done and the second one with him excellent mm -hmm. awesome but but yeah i don't just as far as like how long it's been developing my style and like how long did it take uh i'm i think i'm still developing that stuff um that's why i'm poking around so much in like floral stuff and like trying to like learn different textures and focus planes and stuff like that i don't know i hope i, I, hope I answered how, like, that question yeah no that was that was a great answer i do love the way that um the way that you work with florals when when i paint florals not so much when i tattoo them but when i paint them i like the idea of like getting so tight and up close on the flower that it almost becomes abstract like yeah. i'm trying to achieve photorealism but for the viewer i want them to like be so sucked into it that they're not sure if they're looking at something abstract or a landscape or like folds of fabric and I've, I've just always loved that it, it seems like you like hyper obsess about those details and almost like taking this tiny thing and making it feel like it's a huge landscape or a huge, you know, it's almost like a Dr. Seuss, like, mm -hmm. you know, you get sucked into the puff of the flower and there's a whole other world inside of there. Yeah. Um, but but I've, I've always loved that about your floral work, especially. It's just kind of it aligns with my own imagination and my own, like the way that I study. So I've, I've always appreciated that about your work. Oh, thank you. That's so nice of you. Um, yeah, I think that's also where it popped for me first was just, you know, looking at so many like high res, uh, like people who do like really good photography and like just looking at their flowers and just noticing like how much blur in the background like to push and play with. And I think that's where it finally like snapped for me where it, fell into place and that helped so much with like the biomech thing too with like playing with that depth perception you know well the, um, the this flower here like the depth is is nuts and again like it's like the farther away you get like that thumbnail fucking you know clearly the you're getting the depth and then yeah bringing it into here bam <laughs> yeah and, and it's funny enough i painted that daisy those daisies first and then like as soon as i finished the daisies it's like okay like now let's go play with this uh -huh. do some mech and then now it's going to be, uh, you know, I'm working on a spider right now with, with some some of that depth perception. And then right away after that, back to mech. Mm-hmm. Nice. 
So do you do much uh, traveling for tattooing or do you stick to the studio with your, your partner and keep it simple or what's... I, uh, I keep it simple and mostly stick to the studio. Uh, we're, we're young right now and of course like the way just the, the economy is going right now, um, it just kind of sucks and we're trying to like hold down money for getting a house and it's definitely limited how much we can travel but when I can, um, yeah, I, I like to go see Guy and get work done and then usually him and I would like to collab on some paintings together. Otherwise, uh, going to see Chris out in Pennsylvania, that's that's the best. Awesome. Yeah, I always appreciate uh, yeah the time getting tattooed by Guy. Right? You know, even even though I work with him, so you know, every couple of weeks I have a you know good conversation. You know, having the the shift to sit down as a client and be like, oh man, this this guy's awesome. This is amazing. The uh, yeah, that's awesome. So you have a lot of work from Guy, or what was? That? What, tell us the story about that. Yeah, I just like emailed him like a, a while ago. Uh, six years ago now uh just seeing like what young i was pretty young in my like tattooing and i just asked him you know what's it cost to get your back done you know roughly uh -huh. he, just, he just gave me the simple layout and i was just kind of like oh man there's no way i'm gonna be able to do that and i was like talking to my mother about it and it was just like around that time of year of my birthday and she's like why don't you just book a session with the dude she's like, you're gonna learn so much from him and just the rest was history so it's like after that it was it was game on. So ever since then, I mean, I got a right arm from him. I got a left arm from him. Awesome. I got my back, got my back done, and we have plans for the uh, chest here in a, about a year or so. Ah, amazing! What was it? so? So that that must have been pretty, uh, like like that. Awesome, right? Did, did you? Sorry, I'm uh, actually lately I've been emailing a guy. I'm like, hey, I got a really large piece I'm trying to work on, and he hasn't gotten back to me about it. So I'm like, what was it? Was it must have been pretty awesome. You're like, oh my god, I'm actually going to get tattooed by guy. Oh yeah, of course, fanboy <laughs> out for sure in the beginning. You know, like of course, like I can't believe this is happening. Uh, also, I've never like I've definitely sat for like longer sessions, but not the way he tattoos. So that was like such an experience, you know, at first. But sure. yeah, definitely opened my my mind up to like what collecting can be like and the idea of a suit. You know, one of the things I like to consider often because like. I'm a tattooer, but I'm also very passionate about my collection. And I think one of the things that is nice about being able to collect the way that I have is it's like the best way to learn from the people that we look up to. Like I could take a hundred reinventing courses and it wouldn't be the same as that dedicated time and attention where it's just me and Guy and we can have the conversations about anything I'm curious about, anything he wants to share. I can actually like watch his techniques and feel them and i can like consider how he handles the skin how and when he applies back teen like all of those things that like i could watch video after video after video or i could take countless seminars but to actually have that like one-on-one -on -one divided undivided attention with him i feel like i i probably learned more in those hours than i did in the years before that Oh my God. Yeah. That, that's where all the progress I think stems from is, is being able to, you know, be a fly on the wall the whole time you're there. I mean, that's the best. And that goes for not just guy, like any, like that's my number one thing I tell any like artist that's talking to me about like getting better. It's like, go get tattooed by your favorite, like whoever it is, or just someone who you think is incredible. Like you're going to learn it like so much from them. Could, could you uh, think of some of the uh, more memorable you know, uh, lessons that came out of, uh, you know, either getting tattooed by Guy or some of the other artists that you're talking about? Uh, how to treat a client, like a, a long-term client who's, you know, it's not just a, 
a, a tattoo you're getting, you're getting a, a, a fucking experience, you know, like it, it's really everything. Uh, I, I mean, I, I think learning just how to work large scale quickly is that that's opened up such like Pandora's box too. like not focusing on all the little details, like right away and like trying to look at everything dynamically as a whole, rather than just, you know, this is what I'm doing today in this session. Like that focus on like the entire pieces, like it was, it was big. Yeah, cool. I mean, the client experience, I mean, you, you can't not hear it, right? When, when you're listening to any of the podcasts uh, about tattooers and, you know, uh, how many times have we, you know, we all know, like, we have great tattoos from asshole tattooers. And when people are like, oh, that's a great tattoo, it's almost worse. It's like, yeah, it's a great tattoo from an asshole, you know. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, the mediocre tattooers that have great personalities and can give you a great experience again the the client actually still feels better about themselves because they have the tattoo and it was a great experience and they learned something now the sweet spot is awesome art with meaningful yeah. tattoos that means something and have a great experience to go along with it where the artist is able to contribute spiritually or emotionally to the what's happening with this tattoo and the client um but again there's you know so many different types of tattooers and clients it's uh, and there's not one right way i suppose Oh yeah, I, I do think that that's a it's, it's a big deal. Um, yeah, not finding like that's the best thing about guys. There's like zero ego, like wrapped up in it. He's so willing to like teach you like whatever it is that you need to learn, or like if you have a question, it's just a, it's a just ask it environment, and that's really important. I think. Yeah, the the if there's a couple of qualities to take away from from guy and his influence and in, in reinventing, yeah, uh, uh, pay, you know, patience too, right? And uh, yeah, that that that, I mean, it's it's weird, like yeah. There's a sense of ego, like he's he's aware of his accomplishments and he doesn't have to, you know he has, he has very little time to he wants to be efficient, um, but when people are ever like oh you know you never got back to my email or you never did this I'm like you know for for years he was available for like every hour a week you know live, and uh, you know I I've, have, I've seen him take countless amounts of time to to talk patiently with people yeah. uh, when he when he has that time allotted to do it and then when he doesn't have that time allotted he's focused on his art I mean you can't create tattoos like that and answer you know everybody's questions. You know, but he, but he always makes time to do it, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, fun, fun. So uh, how could people get tattooed by you? Oh, easy. Uh, you, you can either uh, contact me through Instagram directly. That, that's a great way to do it. Uh, you can go to my Facebook page. Otherwise, you can go to Critical Mass uh, Studio and Art Gallery through Facebook as well. Uh, direct message the page. That's a great way to do it, too. Website coming soon. Awesome. Yeah, you know, I apologize. I hit you up, but uh, earlier today, the Facebook algorithms was giving me all the political <laughs> going on, and I'm like, man, I like, I can't get distracted. And the last thing I could do is be like screenshotting Facebook, and it's like plopping stuff up, and I'm not unaware, and I'm like fighting people. My wife's like, I told you not to fight online. I'm like, I'm not supposed to fight online. So I'm I'm just getting off the social medias for for the bit here, and uh, I appreciate you sending the pictures in though. It's always better to have you know just nice screens with pictures. It's more pro. Oh, anytime. Yeah, but uh, also, any last questions before I think uh, we're gonna uh, shift over to the uh, tattoo gathering recap? I think we have some pictures and some videos and that, stuff. I was actually gonna, I was just gonna ask, how was it for you guys? Was it was the experience blissful or was it a action packed, jam packed, hectic time? It was blissful. I mean, uh, uh, for me at least, or you know, uh, I guess it technically couldn't really have gone any better. I mean, there's definitely things that we could have done or whatever. There's plenty of room for improvement, but. Uh, there, I don't think I got any any real like I didn't get any complaint complaints. Again, there was you know there's constructive criticism of course, um, but uh, yeah, it seemed like everyone had a good time. The seminars seemed pretty full. The the everybody seemed very happy. Although again, 
I'm very tired, so I have I have to I have to go back to my notes. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. Yeah, I feel no, like it went pretty smoothly. Um, I feel like when you've got that many um, content creators under one roof, no matter no matter what could possibly go wrong with the technology, it's a simple like swap out. So it's really it's it's really nice when there's so many of us that at least somewhat know what we're doing because it just the, the troubleshooting goes so fast. It's just like, well, that piece of equipment isn't talking to that. Well, let's just swap it out because this doesn't have a programming issue and boom, everything works. You know, it's a matter of a, a couple minutes instead of like in the past, I remember when there would be like an AB issue, it, would, it could be several minutes to like a half hour before we would get the screens back up or we get the feed going again. But but it's really nice that like there's so much equipment there and we can just plug and play so easily. And we've done so many events together that it, it's gotten pretty fluid between like me, Gabe, Jake. So yeah, you had nice. a cruiser again. You know, one of the things that really struck me is, and it keeps striking me is all of the all of the different kind of crews that are coming together uh, to make sure that paradise keeps happening and um, you know as a, a you know having different resources through the times you know it's uh, it's it's amazing and, uh, and I and I remember the second year of paradise or maybe it was the third year I was like I was getting really freaked out I'm like how am I supposed to help everybody keep having life-changing events right so it's like it's a weird situation as a convention promoter like you know the first year of, of hearing you know you're changing my this is changing my life it's like, oh, wow, crazy. The second year, it's like, wow, this is still crazy. The third year, I'm like, how are we supposed to, like, somebody's coming back three years in a row. How could we still create that experience? And then somewhere it was like, you asshole, it's not about you. Like, you can't. You know, it's about everybody creating their own, you know, magical experience and changing their own lives. You ain't changing anybody's life. You're going and renting some place in the woods and inviting people, you know, making sure everyone gets to the right place and there's less friction. And uh, so that's really the, you know, for me, some of the lessons. And um, and again, people from the different sections, you know, different companies and different uh, tattoo shops, you know, everyone wants to, you know, keep making it happen. So it's going to. Yeah, it's going to keep happening. We have actually solidified uh, the dates for, for next year. Uh, we'll, we'll get the site changed over. And um, yeah, so that, yeah, I guess it couldn't have gone better. Perfect. It could have gone better, but it went as great as it was supposed to go. Yeah. 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 I, uh, on the, the closing panel, we talked a lot about like, you know, the, the our thoughts of what we could do to improve and kind of our thoughts of like, just the paradise gatherings, uh, like, like as a whole. Um, and it, it is one of those things, like for me as an artist, it's kind of like a full circle moment because when I went to Keystone years ago, that really was a pivotal, like change in the way that I worked. Um, so it really is cool to go from being like, basically just a student that showed up hungry to learn anything from any artist who was willing to share to actually being part of the team and helping get the information out there to other artists that are in the same position that I was. So it's a pretty cool thing. Like, you know, years ago, I didn't know Gabe. I didn't know Derb. I didn't, I didn't know event promoters then. I just was attending the best, most educational events that I could find. So the fact that I landed at Paradise and the fact that I landed at Hell City, it, it I feel like that wasn't a coincidence. Like oh, you guys no, your key. carved out. Yeah, you guys have really like carved out um, like the educational spot as far as conventions and tattoo tattoo events go. 
Um, and I don't know if I express my gratitude enough, Gabe, but like, it's a pretty big thing. Oh, well, likewise, I was what I was saying is your key. Like, you, you know, not only did you end up, you know, helping around Hell City and Paradise, but like, you, you know your shit, your key, <laughs> you know, vital for the, yeah. uh, you know, for moving it forward. And again, that's like, yeah, you know, I try to give back. It's uh, uh, amazing when, uh, yeah, when, when like, it's not like everyone's different. There's unique flavors. Everyone's got different personalities. Everyone's very colorful. But, uh, you know, for the most part, everyone's pushing in the same direction. And it's hard mm -hmm. to get out to, to Paradise by accident. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're, you know, we're pretty excited. So, uh, like I said, we, we now have, uh, another round of infrastructure in place and we're, we're fresh off of a great show. So it's, uh, we, you know, I'm, I'm ready to, we're going to do our best to get everything solidified. So before the, you know, what is it, whatever it is, Black Friday, Thanksgiving, turkey killing madness, I mean, gift certificate, half price, whatever. Like during those sales, we're going to try to make sure that uh, we're not dropping our prices, I don't think. But we will have like extra t-shirt or sweatshirts and caps or something. I don't know. Point is, we want to turn it over right quick, get confirmations from people, switch the schedule over. And uh, yeah, do it again. Yeah. I need to go to sleep. <laughs> Yeah, I think we all need to catch up on sleep. One of the cool things about Jiminy Peak, have you been there, Casey? Mm -mm. You, ha you haven't been there yet? So one mm -hmm. of the cool things about Jiminy Peak is it is a ski resort, which is awesome. Like, I don't know if many people have had the chance to, like, hike a ski resort or stroll through a ski resort, but they're wonderful during the off season. The trees are yeah. beautiful. The land is rolling. Um, occasionally, you'll see, like, mountain bikers zipping through things. I didn't see very many this past week but the year before we i feel like the uh byob we saw uh, a lot of mountain bikers um but it's it's one of those like the same thing with uh you know the the previous paradise events the 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 places that have been selected are not by accident like right. it's really just wonderful nature it's a older ski resort so like it's not necessarily <laughs> modern amenities but very comfortable like yeah. you know all the suites have little kitchens in them the condos have full kitchens so like we're secluded and remote but like you can hit the grocery store and then you don't really have any food cost or anything for the weekend because you can prepare in the rooms um i love yeah. just like throwing my equipment on my back and like running up the mountain for whatever <laughs> seminar I'm filming. Like that doesn't happen at Hell City. That doesn't happen at Motor City. That doesn't happen at Villain Arts events. But like when we're out and we're like in touch with nature, like even if you're not a hippie that feels like it's important to commune with nature and to like ground and be one with our universe, even if you're not of that mindset, it's still just a wonderful place to gather with like-minded artists and yeah. artists who are either hungry to learn or hungry to teach so mm -hmm. it's pretty it's pretty it's a pretty magical environment yeah, and that wasn't you know that, that was deliberate you know my wife uh teaches infants right so for as long as i've been doing computer stuff for you guys my tattoo and she's been like intentionally creating environments so that the human brain can develop and where it's at in that very you know that those last you know the last the fourth trimester when the brain's kind of forming I mean, it's continuously forming, but it's very vital time. And um, but so the environment as the teacher is uh, is very much uh, you know at work in, in her work, and then um, you know kind of like intentionally stacking the deck, right? So it's like you give people a lot of choice, but it's a choice that's control. You know, it's picked, it's curated, and so mm -hmm. it's a uh, it's a fun 
Oh, it's just like, so I blame all of that on my wife is what I'm saying. She's like, you know, excellent at, you know, helping um, me figure out, you know, how to help other people. And then, um, yeah. So it's crazy. You know, you oh, can really turn however, around. And... However it came together, it does, it does make for like career changing events life-changing events you know once somebody once somebody has the opportunity to like take their tattooing or their artwork from like mediocre or quality mediocre but like your everyday tattoos like you know like good quality mediocre tattoos when somebody has the chance to go from that where they're like i'm just locked in the same level as all the artists around me i don't know how to elevate myself further i don't know what the next level is when you attend a paradise event you are given many steps up like if you if you only listen to a few seminars or you only listen to a few of the panels like you're going to take a lot of things away from those panels and then you get to go back to your hometown or your home shop and you can immediately apply those things and you can see like speaking from experience you can see like immediate growth after taking in all of this attention and information from all of these other artists it's one of those it's like it's almost like when you take two balloons and rub them together they share the same <laughs> static electric charge so when you get a group of creatives together and we're all like shimmying and moving our creative energy together it becomes contagious so like one thing that one person's doing in this group is going to affect all 10 of the people that are in the room paying attention or not paying attention. It's almost like a uncontrollable wildfire of, of skill and creative energy yeah. that just bounces from one person to the next. And you can't, you can't go home and then not share that with the people around you or not share that with your clients. So, I mean, it's easy to go to any event and be like, Oh, that's a life changing event. But yeah these really are life-changing and career-changing events for, for somebody to go from being just another tattooer in their hometown to like the tattooer in their hometown after attending one event is a big deal. That happened to me, so I know it happens to other people. I mean, it's, it's nuts. I mean, it happens to me. <laughs> you know, pretty much uh, every show, uh, there's a, somebody that was coming through or a couple people that were coming through or, or, or you know, that... Uh, a connection that I would have never never made otherwise, and uh, they've been long lasting. And it's um, so you know, and I got to, you know some of the yeah, so many of the of the opportunities that have presenting have presented themselves um, is because I went out to the mountain, fucking you know, brought everybody out, you know, and went through the fucking headaches. And it's not convenient, you know. But on the other hand, uh, yeah, you know, it's you know, for, so let's not don't don't tell too many people. Definitely don't tell any assholes. <laughs> Uh, I feel I feel like it'd be too inconvenient to get there for the people that yeah. you know of that of that. It's all it's almost like the trek to get there is part of what makes it special. Sometimes Absolutely. people will be like, I don't know, it's that far away from Albany. That's kind of inconvenient. It's like right, but stop at the grocery store. It's not like you need to like come and go and have all of these other events around town. Like come yeah. commune, be with your fellow artists. You know, and it's funny how like we'll be. I'm guilty. I always go to the grocery store and get taco stuff or breakfast oh, stuff or whatever. But like, there's, there's what I bring. And then there's also like the breakfast, like the group breakfast that happens. So it's like, you could walk down the hallway in the hotel and you just like smell where the good food is. And then all of a sudden you'll be like minding your own business, making dinner. And the next thing there'll be 10 fellow artists around like, I'll mm -hmm. take some tacos too. Speaking um, of, if there's any tattooed chefs, 
get in touch before next year. We have condo parties. Yeah, I don't know another event where it's like we all go back to our room, but there's these texts that are happening for us to like get back together and eat and share. And like I said, commune, like, you know, those of us that smoke, you guys all know that I'm a pretty avid uh, cannabis user. Um, cannabis but I enthusiast. love communing with other artists that use cannabis like that because it's, it's again, it's one of those things that kind of like helps our energies intertwine and it just kind of helps the walls come down and we can see that one another are just like even the artists that we look up to, they're still just busy working artists. Like yeah. even though they may have more bags of tricks or more tricks in their bag, they are still like grinding the same way. We're, we're all still, you know, kind of like our schedules are our Bibles. We have to like refer to our schedule for everything and make sure like our, our obligations are met. Um, we all have to make sure that we're like taking care of our bodies, eating right, stimulating our brain with the right things. So like it just it just becomes one of those you get to see that no matter how high of a pedestal you hold an artist on, you get to see that they're still human and you get to see that we still have the same daily struggles and we still have like the balance between our personal life and our work life. So sometimes even if you don't take any new tricks out of it, just walking away, realizing that you're in the same boat as the artist that you're looking up to, like the things that you're frustrated about, they're still frustrated about. Those are life things and not to be discouraged. Like that's just part of it. So it's pretty magic to, to just have that communal feel I, that might sound weird and hippie to call oh, it, 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 it well that's what i was gonna say i was like yeah they, it, it, it like the algorithms think we're hippies and I, I apologize to any deadheads and i appreciate the dead but like it was always leaning as there and like no, no no we're not quite there yet or not there yet we're not there we're like this just take a right take a right or left but um no it really is uh uh pretty phenomenal and how everyone's um you know again they just everyone's pitching in to make to make sure that it happens and i guess you know the, you know almost not in closing but almost in closing or in closing you know for, the last thing i have to really say about is uh uh so th i'm very thankful there was enough uh, support over the weekend that i'm pretty sure that uh oh what i was gonna say is the, the one of the things that it's great about attracting you know this kind of uh crowd is that they're very awesome at giving us the feedback you know, our, our, you were talking about the closing panel and, um, you know, I'm pretty sure, we're, you know, because of a couple of different, you know, uh, supporters and, uh, you know, and sponsors, we should be able, if everyone does what they say they're going to do, we, we're not going to go full tilt and should have the resources to, uh, to connect all those dots and, and implement all that feedback and, um, and facilitate it. So, I mean, uh, hopefully, uh, we'll, we'll, yeah, it'll just keep uh, doing it, doing its thing. Thanks to everybody. <laughs> Did you have a chance to get any of those testimonials uploaded for? They're all sideways. Hmm. So I don't have any footage. Sorry to say, people have to tune in next time. <laughs> well, I I, uh, I got to listen to I got to proof listen to all of them, and there were some really touching um, testimonials about the weekend. So um, yeah. I'm looking forward to watching those come out edited and uh, seeing what what all is done with them. Um, I feel like at the closing panel, we were talking about um, ways that we could uh, like improve. And one of the things that came up over and over again is how do we get the word out for artists to understand how crucial this is to attend? Like, yes, it's worth the hassle to come to because you're going to take so much away from it and you're going to be so um, like 
non-distracted. There's not going to be disruptions or anything, which is what I like about it. But I think once we have these testimonials and we can like sprinkle those into all of our feeds for the next year, I think these testimonials um, that Lauren captured are really going to kind of be a game changer because everybody she talked to was so thoughtful and so filled with gratitude. So I think once people start seeing like how this impacts all of these different artists in all of these ways, I think there, there are going to be a lot more people jumping on board to see what it's about. Awesome. Well, I think we're, I, I'm there. I'm done. I thought I had eight minutes more in me, but I don't. Well, I mean, we could wrap up Well, seven minutes now. We could wrap up seven or six minutes early and tell everybody we'll see them next week. Perfect. That works for me. What do we have lined up for next week? Oh, give me two seconds or a little bit more. Um, Putting you on the spot. We're, we're going to fill this other seven minutes. <laughs> okay. The, uh, so did you uh, did you get a chance to line up any interviews or interview anybody uh, when we were there, or were you mostly doing the uh, the testimonials? Uh, I went around and got some like good footage of the artwork and stuff that was being done. You know, when I reshare our videos, I don't. I usually I share it oh, silently yeah. and we talk over it, so I don't yeah. necessarily put the microphone in people's faces very often. Um, but I feel like Lauren has a specific knack for that. So I think if we can start combining my footage and hers, we're going to have some really, really good material to start kind of stirring up attention. Awesome. So let's see. So Marcus Lund is uh, scheduled as well as we have an upcoming interview with Haley Adams. So I'm not sure which one's next week and which one's week after, uh, but um, I know that they're scheduled. Again, we have our, our computers doing the uh, facilitating for us like a relentless invitation fucking terminating machine. And, uh, but I'm excited. Like now that the now that the bulk of the gatherings behind us, we'll have a little bit more resources. I'll we'll have a little bit more time to you know help uh, prepare us for this, and um, we'll uh, we'll go from there. Cool. And if you guys care to see my recap of the event, and I'll probably snag some of Lauren's footage as well. Tune in Thursday nights to the Tattoo Collecting 101 show. Um, we'll touch on a lot of these same things, but it's going to be more directed towards collectors, so we can. I would like to encourage more collectors to yeah, come out and experience yeah, yeah. this community as well. So I'm going to speak about a lot of the same things, but to a little bit different of an audience. So if you're a tattooer and you want to share stuff like this with your clients and you want to kind of help your clients to be better collectors, direct them to our show on Thursday nights and we'll have a whole same information, just kind of a different angle. Awesome. And thanks again, Casey, for, uh, for rolling with it. You got two, two convention people right out of the gate. So, um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll do it again sometime. Hey, anytime. Uh, right. Gabe, thanks for all you do with reinventing, uh, fun, same to you, your art rules as well, by the way. And I love your collection. Thank you. Shit. Thank you very much. All right, guys. Well, I'm going to hit the end stream button and we'll talk to everybody awesome. next week. See you guys. Later.